is in there. It's weird and pissed off, whatever it is. She just goes a little mad sometimes. We all go a little mad sometimes. Game over, man. Game over. What an excellent day for an exorcism. You are invited to an open house where horror will be your host. Don't fall asleep. We all go a little mad sometimes. We did last week because we were in lockdown. <laughs> it only took you one day to crack. One <laughs> day. And you just dove headfirst into bestiality. <laughs> I'm one of those guys where they just would have given up in the CIA experiments where they give him LSD to see what you can get out of him. Just like, we just gave this guy a strong tea and he's telling us everything. <laughs> it was like, woo! <laughs> yes, we are back. For those um, outside of South Australia who may not be aware of the... We were thrown into an emergency lockdown. It was supposed to be six days. No one could leave their house at all, not even for exercise. Only emergency walkers, uh, workers allowed out of their house. We, being the epic Australians that we are, we managed to do our six-day lockdown in two days because two days into it, we found out it was all a lie. <laughs> That's right. Our state got put into lockdown because a man in a pizza shop didn't want to admit to the government that he was working cash in hand. <laughs> so he lied as to what he was doing in that pizza shop. A 19-year-old on a foreign student visa, <laughs> funnily enough, is a little bit worried about what the Australian government might do to him, considering <laughs> we run a torture camp specifically for one Sri Lankan family in this country. <laughs> well, and a Spanish guy, I think, as of the end of the week. So, <laughs> you know what? Here's, here's, my, here's my little tip to everyone out there. Yeah. Um, don't lie about your whereabouts in the pandemic. That's all I'm saying. Like nobody nobody gives a shit what you're doing for cash during a pandemic. We're not going to judge. Just uh, yeah. I actually had the honor of being on uh, Irrational Fear, which is um, Dan Illich's podcast. Mm -hmm. uh, the news-based podcast just won Best Comedy Podcast in Australia. Mm -hmm. My sketch didn't get included, though. Oh, <laughs> is that why it won? I think it's probably why it won, yeah, because my, my joke <laughs> – my joke about the uh, the coronavirus pizza guy I was like, well, coronavirus isn't the worst thing that Australians have on pizza. So, <laughs> I know. Well, yeah. Again, for our overseas listeners, some some psychopath put pineapple, egg, pineapple, egg. You can get an Aussie breakfast pizza. I mean, you're a vegan, so you're high and mighty, and you've never experienced this. But if we're going to speak horrors, as this yep. podcast is is wont to do. Mm. Uh, let's have the full egg and bacon breakfast pizza, oh. which includes barbecue sauce. Isn't that, isn't that called a quiche? It's because you don't – like, I'm going to lose manly points if I admit I like a better quiche. <laughs> That's what that is. You're eating a quiche, mate. I, I think you'll find that fluffed egg whites are highly effeminate. <laughs> they turn frogs gay. That's what they do. <laughs> it's quiche, mate. It's not global warming. It's quiche. It's quiche. It's quiche. <laughs> Well, we uh, we actually prepared ourselves because this was supposed to be a uh, a lockdown episode. So yes. we thought this is a, a special time to do an, an episode uh, for everyone out there currently in a lockdown. Yeah, because desperate things happen in desperate situations. And last week we were talking about sex with aliens, mm -hmm. which I'm still kicking myself because finally after talking about which aliens mm. would you fuck mm. and I couldn't think of a decent one, I finally thought of ALF. For you. 
Because the, the little man from Melmac, at least you know he eats cats. Man chows on pussy. He's going to do it. And this is why I'm getting cut from irrational fear. <laughs> I, can't, I can't believe you've waited all week for that. You've I, waited all week for that, haven't you? I live with a six-year-old and these jokes go over his head. <laughs> and straight into the school you report. You can't tell a six-year-old these jokes. I'm sure that, that's like, that'll get you on a watch list <laughs> for telling those jokes to a six-year-old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's like leaving him alone with nothing but YouTube algorithms to, to shape him and wonder why he's going to grow up to put out cigarettes on women. Uh, look, we've uh, we've d- we've discussed this with my uh, the research that I've been doing lately for the podcast. Uh, I have made you make the commitment that if I die unexpectedly, you will rush to my house, break in, and delete my entire search history. Yeah, like I said, or you could just be proud of your porn history like a normal person, or you could just learn to automatically delete your browser history like every other person in the world does. Well, no, but then like if we need to like come back to sex with aliens part duh. You know? You can't just Google that afresh. You've got plenty of bookmarks on that. <laughs> I did. The sad thing is, oh, my God, the stuff I find while I'm researching, I'm like, well, I'm putting that away in a special folder for later. <laughs> you won't believe what's coming up. It's out of this world. <laughs> Makes this look sane. <laughs> Fair enough. Jesus, that must be scary. <laughs> All right. Well, so this week... Uh, we're going to – we thought, well, you know what, we'd centre a little bit more in on the family home. So this is the lockdown situation. This is this is just for everyone in lockdown with a kiss. Mm. I mean, your home is where you feel safe, relaxed. Relaxed as you run in and you run out to your next class, meeting, birthday, engagement, life. But now, here in this pandemic, many of us for the first time – in a very long time, are finding ourselves locked inside these walls, discovering, uncovering the world we live in. Are we doing a podcast or are you reading from a very awkward 1950s anti-masturbation film? <laughs> That's the kind of vibe I'm getting here. It's time that we had a conversation, John. It is. Oh, excuse me, Ricky. I did see what you were doing. It felt good, didn't it? It's all right. We all have feelings like this sometimes. I'm just glad you're doing this in the privacy of your own room. When you're a little bit older, we'll have to talk more about these feelings and what causes them and how we can control these feelings. How is Ricky not controlling these feelings? That's what I want to know. What's Ricky doing in the playground? All I know, oh my God, if that conversation doesn't turn Ricky into a drug addict, I don't know what will. Anything to suppress the horror of that next conversation. That is Catholic childhood distilled, 100 proof Catholic childhood right there. That's just... As as she comes in dispassionately, I saw what you were doing in there and it felt fun, didn't it? Jesus can see you, he's in the ceiling. (laughs) (laughs) There's like... Like, it, it just there's so many levels. Like, surely if you walked in, you should have just, like, screamed and then set yourself on fire. <laughs> like, don't, don't casually, oh, you seem to be enjoying it. Why? How long were you watching, Ricky? <laughs> He's being raised by someone that would fail a Voight comp test. <laughs> God. Interlinked. I feel so bad for Ricky. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, no, that's that's not what we're doing. That's not what we're doing. Um. I mean, it's it's strange when you think about it. I mean, 
You've lived here in your house for such a, a long time, but yet this is the first time you've just sat still and listened. Did the house always make that noise? Is that a small hole in the ceiling? Where do all my socks go? Why do I never feel alone? I hate my roommate, but I don't have a roommate. What? You just keep telling yourself that. In this week's episode, Home Alone-ish. Hey. <laughs> or Home Sweet Homeless Man Living in My Attic. <laughs> or The Walls Have Eyes. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Now, Michelle. Oh, hang on. Don't you have another one? Oh, no, you don't. No. John fucked up. <laughs> I can. Um, okay, all right. Or the last hobo on the left. <laughs> <laughs> so, this is what happens when I make notes. This is just not good. <laughs> now, Michelle Friedenberg Onion. I did check her name twice. Onion. Onion. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe man, I can't believe there was a marriage and somebody chose to keep that. <laughs> oh my god. Uh. Oh my god. Oh my god, seriously, can you imagine marrying like someone called like an Oh my god. And if your friends didn't like your partner, they'd be like, Oh, do you want to come to my party? Hold the onion. <laughs> Don't put her on a pizza. <laughs> Now, Michelle was on top of the world. Even with the name Onion. <laughs> Despite her name, she managed to rise above. Well, this has been a whole debate in Australia with the sausages at Bunnings and whether or not the Onion goes on top. Well, of course the Onion goes on top. Yeah. Yeah. Who puts, who puts their Onion under the... I guess for everyone... Okay, for those outside of Australia, what we eat is basically we just take a, a piece of bread... And then we we slap a sausage, preferably vegan, on it. And then you just put a shitload of like burnt fried onion and then tomato sauce and a bit of mustard. And that's what we eat. Yeah, it's like not quite a hot dog. It's like you're, like my friend Ivan Aristigieta says, it's like you're eating the serviette. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes you, you do because it's just a handful and you eat it while you're walking or shopping in hardware stores. And this is sold outside Australia's most popular hardware chain. Yes. And apparently, and so, you know, it's just basically Saturday and Sunday is just people, they pretend to shop for hardware so they can, like, eat sausage as they wander around this store. Yeah. Um, one woman claimed that she slipped on a piece of onion and tried to sue the department store. So they've now made a ruling if you're going to sell um, El sausage out the front, you have to put the uh, onion under your sausage yeah. for legal reasons and with that it's no longer a mystery why this country clings to coal power because <laughs> we're that backward <laughs> it's just oh my god you can't you can't tell me how to live and i will live with my onion on my sausage sir <laughs> from my cold dead, dead hands, hands. <laughs> the national <laughs> sausage association <laughs> otherwise known as tinder <laughs> now Michelle, Miss Onion, was smart, friendly, and the director of physical therapy at a major hospital in Washington, D.C. Mm. She was also quite friend of her hand, quite fond of her handsome boyfriend. She was, it would seem, living the dream. Laying together in the bed of her fabulous apartment, Michelle and her partner were happy. 
Her boyfriend got up. You know how it is when you throw off all your things, getting into bed, clothes, jewelry, phones, all thrown with abandon. Her boyfriend's picking up his dirty clothing. I mean, a gentleman never leaves dirty socks and jocks on the floor. As he's picking things up, oh, where's my sock? I can't find my sock. Oh, is it under the bed? Oh, sticks his head to the floor to have a look. Can't find his sock anywhere. The sock isn't under the bed, but a grown-ass man is. The fuck? That's right. The entire time they were sleeping and making love, a grown-ass human male was underneath their bed the entire time. Is this like a situation where she's like, Sleeping with another dude and he's like had to jump under the bed or what's? The man had condoms. Right. Latex gloves. Well, he's very safe. A change of clothes. He's, yeah, that's that's polite. And a power cord. Okay, that's a bit more sinister. <laughs> the man was Carlo Castellanus Feria. Mm. Who was a porter at Michelle's hospital. Mm. Carlo had become increasingly obsessed with Michelle and had stolen her keys from the hospital, had copies made and returned the keys and Michelle never even knew. The fuck? Nor would she know how many times Carlo had been inside her apartment. Not that he needed to be there as Carlo had set up a hidden camera on a desk in her bedroom. Fuck. First of all, Mm -hmm. she is the total reverse of the princess and the pea. (laughs) <laughs> if she can just get railed on this bed by a doctor and not feel the fully grown Mexican underneath her mattress, either she has got the best bed in the world yeah. or she's very focused on the job at hand. Lumber support. Yeah, true. You know? Yeah, yeah. Memory foam. But yeah, imagine being a stalker and having to put up with that. Just, just, oh my God, can you imagine? Yeah. Just the mattress was just coming down and just yeah. like, ee, ee, ee. Well, someone's <laughs> pounding the love of your life. Oh, no. And, you, oh, and I brought her flowers in the form of an electrical cord. But. <laughs> and she's just like, yeah, dice my onion. Dice it. <laughs> well, we know how well Mexican and onion goes. But this is the other thing, though. So he had a security camera in there. Uh-huh. Like, it, This is why I won't use Airbnb. Oh, yeah. Because you're hiring a property off jealous personal investors mm. who no doubt hide fucking cameras in clocks. Oh, no and doubt. Sh- and if, yeah. if you're going to get me mm. hiring an Airbnb, usually mm. the only reason I do that is because I've had to go somewhere else in the normal times pre-COVID to yeah. go do comedy stuff somewhere. Yeah. And all they're going to get on their footage is me walking around in my underwear. Well, yeah, that. But that's normal. Just on everything? No. In no, the kettle? No, on the pot plants? F- far worse than that. It's me, <laughs> me practicing stand-up in my jocks. So all they can see is me yelling at nothing, um, walking around that. They'd much rather catch me having a fucking ugly 41-year-old man, man wank <laughs> than seeing me run through punchlines in my undies. I just assume that's why people did like B&Bs, so they could secretly spy on other people. Of course it is. You know, it's like it's like a kink. Why would, why would you get an investment property and go, you know what, I want to clean strange semen every weekend. Mm. That's what I want to do. Mm. I want to find condoms in the toaster. And I want to clean semen off surfaces you'd never, ever expect it to be. Because people, when they go on holidays, it's like the the laws of physics and the universe break down at light speed. When you're on holidays, you're just like, fuck it. You know, we'll just behave like fucking animals. Yeah. 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 Just, I'm just going, we're going to fuck on everything. That's what you do. Yeah. Oh, that vase looks slightly conical. Let's use that. Yeah. Woo! (laughs) What happens on holiday stays on holiday. Yeah, just smile towards that awkwardly placed (laughs) clock that's at head height. 
<laughs> well, so he he obviously uh, was uh, was was watching uh, the two of them. Mm. Um, now, after his arrest, police searched Carlo's apartment and found six framed pictures of Michelle. Okay, as well as a stack of unframed photos and the video of her first. Wedding. It appears that Carlos had broken into the home of her ex-husband wow. and stolen the video and a stash of photos. I'll tell you what, though. If, if we ever hire a researcher, we should get this dude. Oh, He's wait, he is on it. He is thorough to I the mean, bone. Married people don't even watch their own fucking wedding videos. <laughs> I know this because I used to make them. Yeah, this guy has commitment. I wow. know. Can I say that... When I was a student, yeah. like my favourite pastime would be in Australia, we have hard rubbish collection and basically people just put out their old furniture or whatever yeah. and then, you know, students come along and scab it and drag it into their it's house. It's the circle of, of life. life. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember once, I f- and sometimes randomly, there's just random things and there had obviously been a bitter, like, I don't know if it was a bitter divorce or someone was just, I'm over the pretense. Yeah. But the, in the box was some, like, DVDs, um, a lot of, like, um, Jean-Claude Van Damme DVDs. <gasps> no. I know. Who throws out, like, Double Impact? <laughs> like, oh, my God, don't get me started. Hard to kill. <laughs> no, that is that Steven Seagal. Oh, my God. I, just, I got my <gasps> schlocky guys mixed up. I'm sorry. Sacrilege. Yeah, kickboxer. <laughs> Blood sport. <laughs> Look at you trying to, like, you're looking at me like. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to dig my way out of this China 80s hole. Man. <laughs> But no, so in there with uh, all the Jean Claude Van Dams was the was the video wedding. It was actually on VHS, wow. and it was just like wedding, and it was just chucked out with the Van Dam videos. <laughs> so, I, I'm guessing who the guilty party was in this. <laughs> so we actually took the Van Dam weddings and uh, and the wedding, and mm. then like we got home, we had pizza, we got high, we watched Van Dam, and then we watched the wedding. It's uh. <laughs> great. So sad that didn't work out. Um, now, it actually appears that Carlo had been living in her apartment full-time for two days. Oh, my God. And it hidden under the bed whenever Michelle and her boyfriend had returned to the apartment. Oh, Christ. He was sentenced to 38 months in prison. There is no word as to whether he slept on his bunk or beneath it in prison. <laughs> Fuck, 38 months. What's that, three years? Uh, yeah. That's fucking nothing. Yeah. Well, he can go back and he, he can yeah. he can go through their bins and that's only like what? he's Mr. Season. See, the thing is, and the other thing is that like he was, so he's under the bed with his condom. At first I just started reading it and it's like, oh, he's got condoms and latex gloves. And I'm like, okay, the condoms, of, okay, so he's like, okay, I'm down there. I'm going to be like, you know, whacking off, yeah. you know, while she's there. Yeah. Um, and I guess, yeah, like that's the, like the, jerking off in a nightmare clown funhouse, too. There's sharp springs and bits of wood and nails and all sorts of stuff under her bed. And it's just, you're just like, oh my God, this is like such a violation. And the fact that, you know, he went into her personal belongings, stole yeah. her keys, rummaging through everything. But on top of everything, so he has, he's violated like her sanctity, yeah. okay, her respect, her trust, her premises. The fucker was also stealing the electricity, the power cord for his bloody dirty sex camera. That's just that's kicking in the boot while you're down. Not only am I going to violate you, but I'm going to run up your electricity yeah. bill while I'm at it. At least chip in. Exactly. Leave a few dollars, you know, on the front counter. Something. 
It, oh. it wasn't a murder cord at all. It was, <laughs> no. He was charging his phone. Yeah, in my mind, there was just like there were half a dozen appliances under there that he would just bring from home to charge up. <laughs> Bastard. Oh. Now, in 2008, in Cas... Oh, I can't say this. Cas... Casuya? Casuya? K-A-S-U-Y-A. Casuya. 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 I don't know. We'll I, go with Kasuya. I do everything with that racist... <laughs> Whenever I... I'm so bad at this shit. I grew up in a small town. Give me a break. <laughs> it's not, uh, no, it, it's like, I think we're fine unless you're like, in Kasuya, Japan, hiya! Gojira. <laughs> 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 just quietly, Japanese men have the fucking best voices. Oh, they really do. Yeah. Like just everything should be narrated by Japanese men. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm I'm down for it. Yeah. Um now in uh, a 57-year-old man who had lived alone set up a surveillance camera in his house. He'd become concerned when it seemed that small amounts of food kept disappearing. Yeah. The camera was set up to send pictures to his phone when activated by movement. He feared that he would discover a rodent had set up in his home. The man was shocked when he received notification while he was at work. Looking to his phone, he saw the image of a small woman wandering around his house. Uh... I just picture the woman from the ring. Seven days. Although I know she's not Japanese, but just... I've been here for seven days. <laughs> Water. The man called police immediately who rushed to his home only to find it securely locked. Mm. He rushed home. The police did a sweep of the outside. All was secure and locked with no signs of entry. Upon entering, they found the house sealed and spotless. There was no signs of an intruder. Police made a sweep of his home and found no one. The owner adamant that a woman had been in his apartment, the police undertook a more thorough search of his home. There, in his bedroom, Uh. in his wardrobe, on the very top shelf pressed against the wall, was a 58-year-old homeless woman. Oh, the woman was taken into custody. In interviews, the woman revealed that she had, in fact, been living in the top shelf of the man's wardrobe for almost one year. See, that same space in Sydney is six eighty a week, at least. <laughs> <laughs> top shelf, mate. Top shelf. Top shelf. <laughs> That's a very bad C.S. Lewis book. <laughs> the, the top shelf to Narnia. <laughs> Japania. Is that what is that on the top shelf? Is that snow? It looks like snow. Could be dandruff. The woman would come out of the shelf once the owner had left for the day. Oh my god. She avoided detection by eating small amounts of foods that were opened, so never leaving any packaging or rubbish behind. The woman would also shower and wash her clothes daily to ensure that she was always clean and did not admit an odor. Wow. The woman also had a regular regimen of light cleaning to ensure that she never left a finger or fingerprints to reveal her presence. She literally sounds like the best roommate ever. I know. I'm kind of like, when they were like, she had a regimen of like light cleaning. I was like, I'm not, I'm 
This isn't the worst. No. I'm kind of I'm kind of okay with this as long as she yeah. like keeps it down. She's not under his bed with a, a extension cord and fifty dingers. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is the difference. Men will break into your house and hide under your bed to like murder and rape you. Yeah. Women will break into your house to do some light cleaning. <laughs> Japanese women especially very efficient. I know. She stores up the top like a Roomba. To be honest, I would kind of like I'd pay all the bonds, like bring her back home and then just put her back up yeah. in the top shelf. <laughs> Do you know how much it would cost to have someone come in and do like a live-in housekeeper? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my Lord. Um, um, the other thing is though, because she was like, you know, she would just take little bites of you yeah. know, food that was in the kitchen. You know she was using his toothbrush. Oh! Just think about it. You know. She had to be. How old was she as well? She was- 58. Okay. I was just having some horrible, how would she, uh, you know, during her monthly cycle, mm-hmm. he would just have what? Suddenly he's got tampons in the in the kitchen cabinet and just like, what the fuck? <laughs> Have you not seen Carrie? Plug it up. Plug it up. Just I had a very drunk night on eBay. <laughs> yeah, what the <laughs> My cupboard wants chocolate. <laughs> No, I, it would just be a case of, you know, just whatever she would have and then she would just wash it out each day. And oh, then because try it. of course she's environmentally friendly and has like a, a yes. moon cup or whatever the fuck they're called. Yeah. There you go. The yeah. Japanese. They're because so women care. They really are. Yeah. They really are. Wow. Uh, now, in let's move to China. In China, oh, God, we, I just, we are going to become the racist podcast. Oh, it's Australia. We're fine. In China, Mr. Wang. Oh, Jesus. The name of our, the name of our much fated panda that we had here, Wang Wang. Yes. Mr. Wang was really wanged off. Oh, Jesus. When he came home to find himself locked out of his apartment, the door had been locked from the inside. He wanged the police. Oh, fuck you. (laughs) And and asked if they could wangle themselves into his apartment. Oh, at least Hitler didn't use puns. We're doing all right. You know what? No, you know what? We made we made dick jokes about Mr. Johnson last week. So this is not racism. This is just us making fun of dicks. Okay, that's fine. Yes. Yeah. So not racist. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, now, Wang, do you know when they broke in, there was a mysterious hole in the ceiling of the kitchen. Hmm. Upon inspecting the crawl space, the police found a homeless man. What the Wang? The man confessed to having lived there for three full months. He had split his time between the three apartments all connected by the crawl space. This provided the man with the opportunity to regularly cook hot, fresh meals for himself, which he enjoyed. Hmm. He had also been stealing unattended money from the occupants and had amassed approximately $300. If not for stumbling and accidentally putting the hole in the ceiling, he most likely would have continued living in the wall space unnoticed. Jesus, man. Mm-hmm. This whole time I was about to say capitalism is definitely the villain here with like homeless homeless Japanese women and, ah, mm-hmm. oh, but over the fence, it's <laughs> not so great. <laughs> in December 2010... California in the US of A. This young lady had nothing unusual happen in her day. Came home, relaxed, showered, got dressed for bed. Before she went to bed, she plugged her phone into the wall to charge overnight. Nothing unusual. 
The young woman slept soundly and woke refreshed in the morning, slowly pattering around the house as we all do in the morning, still half asleep, only wanting caffeine. She walks over to the phone charger, still plugged into the wall, but her phone is missing. Oh, I thought you were going to say like the phone charger was like some guy's anus or something like that. He'd been posing as a desk or something. For- <laughs> Just this is unusual socket. Just <laughs> fucking Apple always changing the socket. <laughs> The young woman walked out of her apartment and had a neighbour phone the police. The police came and searched her house. Did she not try and call it first? What with? Oh, yeah, good point. (laughs) (laughs) No one has a wall phone anymore, do they? No, no, Grandpa. (laughs) In the roof, I just... I forgot to just see you here at home, like trying to answer the microwave. <laughs> Hello, ding. Hello, operator. <laughs> the police came and searched her house. In the roof, they found her ex-boyfriend, oh. who had, according to reports, had been there quote a long time, oh. spying on her. So that's the problem with the Americans; they don't have the metric system. <laughs> It's just a long time. time, Your Honour. <laughs> but he had come out the attic while she slept that night because he wanted to check her phone to make sure that she was not speaking to guys. Oh, get some fucking pride, dude. In July 2010, just six months previously, mm. he had been arrested for the same offences against his last girlfriend who had not one but two restraining orders against him. Double restraining order. This guy just goes from, I will never love anyone but you, stalky, stalky, until six months. Oh, my God, someone else, I love you. <laughs> Guarantee he's got the names of his kids tattooed on himself. Oh. Guarantee. Oh, my God. Can you imagine if he and if he's getting every ex-girlfriend, which sounds that oh. every six months is a new one. Yeah. He's going to run out of body space. He's going to look like the guy from Memento. <laughs> yes. It's just the names of his restraining orders. <laughs> just, he's just like, oh, now where can I go? Where can't I go? Let me just check the list. <laughs> now, Rock Hill, Southern Carol- Carolina, September 2012. September was a single mother sharing a house with her five kids. One night, Tracy was in her bed on her laptop. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything. Was she doing what Ricky was doing at the start of the episode? In the privacy of her own room? While she was doing that, a little bit of plaster fell on her from the ceiling. Oh, that's normal. Great. Just what she needed. Just one more thing that needed fixing around the home. Yep. Only the other night, the family had been sitting in the lounge room when they saw nails, one after the other, fall from the ceiling onto the floor. That's just the house settling. Tracy had gone with her two sons into the roof, fearing some kind of animal. <laughs> like, that would be a big freaking animal. Yeah. Like, I would send my two least favourite children <laughs> See if we've got a bear in the ceiling. Yeah. <laughs> Annie, Ben. No, no, no. Not, not you, Charlie. Not you, Charlie. Send the other two. No, you can spell. Send the other ones. <laughs> But they looked and had found nothing. A couple of nights after the plaster, Tracy was woken by strange noises in the ceiling. The following morning, Tracy, realising that her kids were shit, sent her nephew up into the ceiling space. Jesus, man. Is this a fucking Blumhouse film? Oh, my God. All I can see is this nephew. Was he wearing a red shirt when she (laughs) sent him up? Clearly disposable. The nephew searched a lot more thoroughly than his cousins and what he found horrified him. 
he found several large junk food takeaway drink containers. Oh, don't judge. All filled to the brim with human feces. Oh, what? So he's clearly gone to McDonald's. As well as containers of urine. Oh, hang on. So he's shat in a cup uh-huh. and he's pissed in something. I would have pissed in the cup and uh-huh. shat in the bag. <laughs> this guy doesn't think. What I, what I find more disturbing is that the nephew found one takeaway container of feces and then opened six more. <laughs> like, at what point are you like, yeah, it's probably going to be human feces in there. Well, what do you, I know, maybe, maybe this one will be filled with candy. Oh, it's, it's, that's, that's human feces. Hey, mum, I found a bottle of yellow Pepsi in the car park. Can I drink it? No, no, you can't. <laughs> it's next to this caravan. But there... Behind the feces and behind the urine, there, hidden behind insulation in the back corner, was Tracy's ex-boyfriend. Ah, the cup shitter himself. Whilst Tracy called police, the ex-boyfriend pushed past the nephew down the attic stairs and ran out of the house. (laughs) Hey, come back. You left your shit behind. Oh, oh my god! This is just going out in the street with the wedding video and the Sean Claude tapes. When police arrived, they investigated the ceiling space and found a small hole in the ceiling right above Tracy's bed, oh. where he had clearly been watching her while she slept. Oh. I have a feeling there was another cup of something. Yeah. Oh. The ex-boyfriend. Now, when I say ex-boyfriend, yeah. they had dated 12 years previously. Well, she clearly made an impression. He had only been released from prison 90 days prior, Ooh. where he had been in jail the last time for stealing her car. Jesus Christ. The police could not be sure exactly how long the ex-boyfriend had been living in the attic space, (laughs) but judging by the amount of feces, people estimated that he had been in there for at least two weeks. Ah, and you know how they did that too, don't you? (laughs) They they totally got the guy who's used to doing long stakeouts. (laughs) What kind of stretch is this? Ah, it's a six-cup shitter. (laughs) He's been there two weeks. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he just spits some chewing tobacco and gets back in the car. That's there as a six week. <laughs> and being American, you know those cups are fucking big too. They like they're like two liters of cola. Yeah, yeah. that's big gulp, Ooh. big dump. Now the other disturbing thing about this case is the fact that there is no way to access the ceiling space from outside the house. No loose tiles, no windows, and there were no signs of forced entry, which means the only way the ex-boyfriend could have reached the ceiling space was by coming through the house. There is, however, no report of the ex-boyfriend being found, so check your addicts, ladies. He had access to the house, chose not to use the toilet. Well, I think it was like once you get into the attic, you've got to pick your time. Maybe just his... He's getting Maccas. <laughs> What's he doing? What's he doing? At what point does it stop being like a necessity and it becomes a kink? Yeah, exactly. Like, Goes to McDonald's. I don't need to go right now. Just, yeah, while you're in the queue, maybe. Yeah. Maybe just 
I'm going to go back up to the attic and in the dark do my little NASA docking mission. <laughs> Try and thread this needle. <laughs> and then keep them like a trophy on the shelf. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Has it still got the ice in there? <laughs> Has it still got the straw in there? Oh, well, it like gets it on there like a fucking <laughs> like oh. a corn dog. <laughs> Oh, no. But now, it's not just ordinary folk who have to worry about things in the walls. On August the 8th, 2013, workers found a man living in the pool house of JLo's $10 million Southampton mansion. The man in question already had not one, but two protection orders against him for stalking JLo. Now, even though security was at the house, the man managed to evade detection for an entire Week. Jesus. He had even posted pictures of himself all around the property onto his Facebook page. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Wow. Can you imagine? Like, and how do you title that? Like, oh my god, day seven, hanging at J Lo's house. Like, <laughs> you can kind of see it. <laughs> trying to tag you, but it's only the back of your head. So. <laughs> How shit is her security team? Oh, my God. Like, that is... The shittest. Yeah. And it's like he wasn't even hiding in the attic shitting in a McDonald's cup. He's in the pool house. He's in the pool house. How big's her house? Well, like, I imagine her pool house is bigger than our house. Like, you know, our houses. Yeah. But not only that, the fact that he's just fucking wandering around the yard, like, taking selfies. (laughs) You know he jizzed on everything. Yeah. And you know he used her toothbrush. Well, I'm guessing so did the fucking security guards. They're just, they're just watching her get around in a bikini going, how good's our job? Uh, yeah. oh, that fence is reasonably high. Yeah, yeah. Pfft, Should we check the pool that? house? Nah. Yeah. Nah, let's watch her walk around in a bikini some more. <laughs> yeah, oh my God, seriously. I would be asking for a refund from that security firm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> now... Ex-boyfriends and homeless people, however. (laughs) The two, it's a Venn diagram. (laughs) They're pretty cool. It's a circle. (laughs) Oh, just on a side note. Yeah. Can I say, I I have a friend and she had a, she had a relationship. She got, she got dumped by this dude. Total, like, douchebag. Total fucking douchebag. And dumped her for, like. Douchebaggy reasons. Um, he, a man, yes, dumping um, someone for douchebaggy reasons. Basically, he 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 dumped her because he reckons that he wanted to go and become like a UFC like cage fighter. Like, yeah, ah, right, okay. Apart from not having any sort of like skills or training in <laughs> cage fighting, um, he showed up at her house one night high as fuck. Yeah, and turned out homeless. Wow. And in his like high homelessness. Yep. I don't know why, must have something, and he ended up at, like, her house. And because uh, we were all like, oh, you know what, I'm so jealous because I have so – I have I have an ex-boyfriend who I would love to see, like, yeah. high and homeless, just yeah. gibbering on my front door, just like, oh, suck it, and then put the hose on him. <laughs> see, this is how dumb men are because oh. they think, right, there's another woman who's prepared to suck my cock. <laughs> I need to get out of this relationship, yeah. and I can't be honest about it. Yeah. So I'm going to invent the most implausible, ridiculous yeah. story. I'm off to be a cage fighter, darling. Don't hold me back. Yeah, yeah, Don't cry for me, Argentina. He goes up the road, turns out it's not all hunky-dory, ends up homeless and on the crack. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Men, men how, how are we Taylor's orders time. <laughs> what, they, what did the cavemen used to say? <laughs> oh, my God. Just, oh. I'm off to be a mammoth fighter. <laughs> Don't hold me back. Yeah, I'm just, oh, my God. As he just trundles off to the next cave. <laughs> He's just found, like, wandering on the edge of the Serengeti, <laughs> drooling on himself. Oh, no, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. Oh, I had it so good. <laughs> How did this not work out? It was brilliant. <laughs> yeah, oh, oh, I didn't know extinction was going to happen. This is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> That's how men invented the wheel, and it was men because they had to get all their shit out of the cave. <laughs> <laughs> no, as we have found, okay, yeah. it's women who had to remove men's shit. Men just run out of the cave and leave their two weeks some shit in the cave. Leaves his John Cord Van Damme stone tablet next to the the lithograph of their wedding out on the front lawn. Oh it's just a, I just want to see the cave painting. There's just a guy with an incredibly chiseled buttock. Just Doing like splits. with like legs spread. While he's like while he's like ninja kicking a fucking mammoth in the face. Riding two mammoths like that. Volvo A. <laughs> and really stupid cavemen going, he's the fucking best. Oh my god! Have you seen his? He kicked that tree until his leg bled. Oh my god! Kickbox is the best film ever. He's got gloves with broken glass on them. Don't you mess with the muscles for Brussels? Oh my god! And I just imagine while he was like just with the with the two mammoths, yeah. there was just some like woman who was just a. That's how Enya was invented. <laughs> how can you how can you still be into Van Damme after seeing him in those deleted scenes from The Predator? What? He was the original Predator. What? Yeah, Jean-Claude Van Damme. Get, no. He was the Get out. Yeah, he was. What? He was originally cast as the Predator before they really had a concept for what the beast was gonna be. Because yeah, they ended up with like Kevin Peter Hall. Yeah, he's, he's like, like seven, foot, seven foot eight. Harry and the Hendersons. Yeah. Rest in peace. He was yeah. a lovely fella by the by all accounts. Yeah. But no, the original one was kind of like a sort of like a crawfish, like lobster crayfish <laughs> thing. Right. Did we not ninja kick? Yeah, but the, like Van Damme thought he was coming to America to be in this like, you know, ass kicking like ninja film. Yeah. And they put him in basically a crab suit and get him to run through the jungle. And he looks ridiculous. What? Oh my, and, and we he, have cra- to f- he cracked the shits and he's just like, I'm not running around. Well, like, I can't do any kung fu. And they're like, you don't, you're a fucking alien, mate. They don't have, <laughs> they don't have Shaolin temples. <laughs> did, oh my, does this footage, I need to see it's this footage. It's on YouTube, yeah. <gasps> I did not know that. Yeah, it's and, real. We, we can link it on our page. Oh my God. Yeah, and like, because like, I mean, I, I, I love, I love Jean-Claude. Like, I, I love JCVD. Yeah. Um, there are pictures of him in my toilet. Um, just for people to peruse while they, you know. Did you get the uh, commemorative cocaine toilet seat? <laughs> but, and like, he's he's not the tallest dude in the world as well. No, he's not. Oh, my God. You have completely rocked my world because I'm just trying to picture that now. I'm, I'm going to show you. Okay. Hold my phone. It's not totally covered in semen. No, that can't be that. No, dead said it's him. No, that can't be. That's just like a bit of red carpet with yellow yeah, eyes. Yeah, that's him. That is Van Dam. Okay, so we have this. No. Okay, okay. Now it's two guys talking. Oh my yeah. god, hang on. Let me go to the suit. Hang on. He looks like he looks like something from the Wiggles House. He looks like Henry the Octopus. <laughs> <laughs> 
No. Yeah, yeah. That, oh, God damn it. That was not. I'm just. Oh, my God. No. <laughs> oh, he does not look happy. No. He does not look like a happy man. Luckily, it was Mexico and there's lots of cocaine. Oh, my God. No. He yeah. is. He's just a. He's, you know who he looks like? Who? Oh, what is it? Is it is it Gorn that William Shatner fights he in does, that Star yeah. Trek episode? Except red. He's instead of a Yaucha, he's a Yabby. Oh, he also looks like what is it? It's Zoidberg <laughs> <laughs> in Futurama. Wee. <laughs> oh my god, that is that. No. You know what? The f- I, I don't know if the first thing I would do would be go back and kick my manager in the face. Yeah. If he gets a time machine, that's the first thing he's doing. <laughs> oh, my God. That, that's scarier than any of the yeah. – oh, my God. I think the whole time, like, Stan Winston is flying to Mexico, like, with the designs for the real Predator while this travesty is taking place. Oh, my God. And again, you know, kudos to the late great man, um, Stan Winston. If Stan Winston – say, if you were the Terminators and you came and you had wiped out Stan Winston, yeah. so many movies just – can you imagine the world without Stan Winston's magic? It would just be like Arnie fighting lobsters. Yeah, Ray Harryhausen things, skeletons oh. and krakens with three arms. <laughs> Oh my god, you've just thrown me. Sorry. That's more disturbing than cups of feces in the attic. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, Van Damme's B roll, which is in an attic somewhere. I think I know why he turned to cocaine. Yeah. Um, now, yes, so <laughs> ex boyfriends, homeless people, and Jean Claude Van Damme in a crab suit are not the worst things to find in your house. Could your house be haunted? Are you sharing your space with a spirit or entity? Mm. I found a list apparently of the top nine warning signs that you are living with something not of this world. But to be honest, uh, this also helps to detect someone alive and secretly in your house. It also helps detect teenagers as well. (laughs) Number one, look for extreme temperature changes. Yep, because blokes cannot handle heat. Yep. We've all been in that office. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, so, you know, if you go to like one particular room um, and it's, uh, you know, always freezing, or as 73 year old Velma from Washington found out as mm-hmm. winter drew on, yeah. Velma found it harder and harder to heat her house properly, which was strange as her system had always heated the house before. So she called a repairman who come to look at the ventilation. When the repairman crawled into the crawl space, he was not expecting what he found. Oh, no. Someone had clearly been living in the crawl space of Velma's home and they had cut the heating vent so as to also heat the crawl space <laughs> of the house. It appears someone had accessed the, uh, the crawl space from underneath the house and had been living there quite contentedly for a year. Jesus Christ. Velma suddenly realised everything that she thought was a sign of senility was in fact signs of someone living inside her house. She said that she had started to sometimes smell something like a cigarette, but a bit odd. Yeah, yeah Velma was high for a year. Absolutely. <laughs> like, why am I eating all these cookies? Not an intruder, Velma. I could not think of a worse place to be high than a crawl space. Oh, well, her back gate was sometimes open. Hey, hey. Hey. 
um, which she couldn't explain. You know, she does she didn't remember opening it. Now, in the crawl space, they found the intruder's belongings as well as a large number of alcohol bottles. <laughs> So the intruder may have had guests. Oh, no. What makes this worse is Velma had three dogs and not once did they react to the man or possibly men or possible gangbang living in Velma's walls. Wow. Those are some shit dogs. They're shit dogs. Those are some shit dogs. Well, those dogs were high as fuck too. <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah, we can't we can't blame the dogs. No. Is that a noise, man? To the to this person's credit though, imagine having the kind of personality that could actually convince someone to come home and have sex with you in a crawl space. How like you would have like To quote Pulp Fiction, we're talking about one charming motherfucking pig. <laughs> Oh my god! All I can think is, I didn't know Ryan Gosling lived in a wall space for a year <laughs> because that is what it would literally take. That like, is what it would take. They would have, they would have to be fucking Jason Momoa yeah. for you to like, like early thirties, um, um, you know, Harrison Ford. Oh, oh, I'd, oh, I'd bang him in a crawl space. Pretty sure Carrie Fisher did. Oh. And it's Harrison Ford. You could probably bang him while he was putting up the crawl space. Yeah, he's a handyman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'd get his hands to handiness. Um, now, number two, electricity and battery issues. So if you have bulbs that are shorting out, batteries, you know, dying in one certain section of the house or with Miss Onion, if you find that your electricity bill keeps going up as if there's another man living under the bed. <laughs> Three, if you observe strange smells – such as cigar smoke or perfume or cigarettes that smells a little bit funny. This could be sometimes some spirits will emit these odours. Right. Just as a homeless man smoking crack in the walls will. <laughs> Four, unexplained sounds. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Hang on, I'm just getting back to three. You might you might actually, what's that fucking, I've, I've totally lost my train of thought now. Mm. Who's the guy that directed Passion of the Christ? Um, Mel Gibson? Mel Gibson. Yeah. If, you, if you're smelling cigar smoke from your crawl space, it could just be post-2006 Mel Gibson. <laughs> Fucking Jews. Yeah, I was going to say that would go with unexpected sounds. Yeah, if, if you don't hear someone cursing a Jew, it's not Mel Gibson. <laughs> you think you're going home to fuck Ryan Gosling in his wall space? It's fucking Mel Gibson. God damn it. <laughs> Have you seen the ads for the new Mel Gibson movie? I'm actually addicted yeah, already. Yeah. Where he's he's like, it's Die Hard meets Santa Claus. Yeah. Fuck, how did he make it a comeback? It's unbelievable. You know what? Because I, I, I get it. It's Mel Gibson. Yeah. And those Jews that run Hollywood love money. <laughs> if we're going to be the racism podcast, let's go in. Oh, my All God. In. Oh, my God. You know what? Mel Gibson can come back from that shit because he's Mel Gibson. You and I cannot he's, come back. He's bankable. What are you going to do? <laughs> oh, look, he's, you know, he's he's got that star quality. If he could just just stop with the racist. Yeah. And the racism. Catholicism. And, and the Catholicism. And yeah. the just, just, just stop, Mel. Yeah. Just one Aussie to another. Shut the fuck up, dude. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. And he's from Adelaide, if you believe the hype. Oh, just shut the fuck up, mate. Yeah. Just shut the fuck up. Maybe that should be our, like our that's our podcast delivering um, like free like life guidance to Hollywood celebrities. 
But Mel Gibson this week, our advice is shut the fuck up, Mel. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. Because Mel Gibson wants to hear from me, a 41-year-old man with a drum kit in his kitchen. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? You're not a 40-year-old <laughs> You're not a 41-year-old racist man <laughs> with a drum kit in their kitchen, all right? Yeah. That's all anyone cares about. I'm one failed relationship away from going into a crawl space. <laughs> Some old lady listening to the 4-4 beats coming out of the fucking roof. <laughs> You know what? Just keep the dogs happy with that strange on cigarette smell and you'll be fine. Where do my McDonald's cups keep going? <laughs> the commemorative ones too. <laughs> Collect the whole set. <laughs> so many questions. Oh, my God. Okay, so we, uh, we've discussed the strange smells. Number four was unexplained sounds. Do you hear random rapping sounds at night? Knees weak, mum's spaghetti. You gotta be old because I'm tough and I'm living on the street. Yeah. I'm guessing a lot of failed hip hop acts who are white live in crawl spaces. So, yes. <laughs> there was that guy that used to rap in Rundle Mall here in Adelaide that I, it's probably the lowest point of my career, but I, I coined him Fiddy Centrelink. Excellent. <laughs> yeah, I was pretty proud of that. <laughs> oh my God. And you know what? You can tell him next time you see him in the crawl space. <laughs> Now, this one, the unexplained sounds, this one actually caused some tension in the comments section online because if you actually, um, you know, look, someone actually asked the question. They said, if someone knocks, should you knock back? Right. So if, if a spirit knocks, should you knock back? This fired up the comment section. Mm. Um, some were saying... Don't ever knock back. If you knock back, you are opening a portal of communication. Ah, so that's it's like that fucking asshole at a party. Just ignore him. Yeah. If you if you like, oh hi, how are you? That's it. Bam. Yeah. Don't make eye contact. Yeah. Don't knock back to the portal of hell. Next thing you know, he's talking to you about UFC and Herbalife and uh, fuck off, mate. Yeah. Fuck off back to your crawl space. Yeah. Yeah. And then he's shitting in By the, the way, cup. I found your fucking John Claude Van Damme DVD <laughs> on the front lawn. You want it back? <laughs> I've got your wedding video, mate. <laughs> now, uh, oh my god, the actually the first res- the uh, first responder to uh, the question of should I nod back was not as polite. Uh, the first responder has simply said to the question, "Should I knock back?" Um, has simply said, "There are no spirits. You need to knock on the door of a good psychiatrist." <laughs> Bam. The second comment, this is my favorite, was very was very simple. Yes, always knock. I'm glad you were knocking. If you don't knock back when a spirit knocks, the spirit will grow very angry. And when you're in the shower, will go in your underwear drawer and hang them all around town. Always knock back. <laughs> always. Source personal experience. <laughs> So I'm guessing her ghost is an ex-boyfriend <laughs> it's, it's, who may or may not have an extension cord under the bed. Oh, 100%. Yeah. 100%. Just like <laughs> McDonald's cup in one hand, knickers in the other. Just lying under the bed while you're getting it on. Just <laughs> not fuck so hard, my nose. <laughs> Ow. Oh my god! Yeah, that's the other side. Next next time you get to it, if you hear like a ow every time you get pounded on the mattress, it could be someone under the mattress. You just hear a ow, ow, ow. Did you come, baby? <laughs> no, but I did. They just throw their power cord out and surrender. I give up. I give up. 
the fifth sign, are you sleeping much? Do you have nightmares and strange dreams regularly? All of them could be the sign of a, of a presence in your house. Oh, Did you wake up in the middle of the night? Do you see shadows or figures? Could be ghosts. Could be a man checking your text messages. Could be my girlfriend in her tiny bladder. <laughs> Hi, could be. It could be. <laughs> Number six is trust your gut and your intuition. So if something doesn't feel right. that Well, that's evidence enough for me. You know, mm. just back yourself, basically. This is how we got anti-vaxxers. <laughs> trust your gut. <laughs> Now, no, but then that is backed up by number seven, cameras and recording devices. Set them up. If your gut is telling you something's not right when you're, you know, in a corner of the house or something's moving or you're just having these bad dreams, set up a camera. See if you can record something. Hmm. Number eight, when you see pictures, do you see faces or orbs? Oh, is this a Rorschach test? (laughs) <laughs> All I see is my parents fighting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like little, a little, a little face with a McDonald's cup in the in the background. This <laughs> is not a happy meal. <laughs> <laughs> my tears make it unhappy. <laughs> the other thing I will say is because um, I am on a couple of uh, paranormal sites, and the other thing, Tinder. okay, <laughs> oh. Uh, <laughs> Now, the thing is, I because I want to say to people, okay, now I know it's like, you know, do you see orbs or other shadows? Okay, the first thing that we need to address is mm. the fact that a lot of y'all are just living in fucking dirty houses, yeah. all right? That what you're seeing is dust in the air, okay? It's <laughs> dust. This is not ghost. This is not Jesus. This is not the spirit of your Lord Saviour. If it was, you know what your Lord and Saviour would be saying? He'd be saying, I am your Lord and Saviour. Clean your fucking house. I cannot see myself for the fucking dust. So before you put your fucking picture online with 50 fucking close-ups, ask yourself, is this dust? Probably fucking dust. Yeah. <laughs> That's just my pet hate. Um, Fair enough. Yeah. Is it a ghost or is it dust? Did you know so many of the old religious uh, things like Passover? Mm. I mean, apart from, you know, being the whole, we missed that whole fucking murder, murder rampage thing. Yeah. A lot of those were like really just tied to hygiene. Oh, yeah. Because the whole idea is you've got to clean out your grain stores and all that sort of mm-hmm. stuff because someone out there was smart enough to know that you shouldn't let rat shit pile up in your grain store. Yeah. And they're like, oh, clean it out. No, I can't be fucked. I'm tired from clean, making pyramids. Just do it or God will murder your children. Ah! Oh, yeah. Sweep, sweep, sweep. <laughs> yeah, I like to think it was like someone couldn't read a parchment, you know, for all of the dust. <laughs> <sighs> Number nine, goosebumps. Do you get goosebumps every time you enter a particular area? This could be because of electrical forces from a spirit or an entity Mm. or a natural gut instinct if someone's staring at you through a hole in the ceiling space. (laughs) I've actually added a couple of other things to this list. Okay, so I've added added the special Gabin in the Woods uh, signs to know if you're living with a spirit or a homeless person in your attic. Number 10. Yeah. Adopt a street cat because the mummy. That's why. 
Very true. Okay. Just in case an Egyptian spirit, and there are so many other religions where they are warded off by cats. Yes. Adopt a street cat just in case. What harm can it do? Apart from all the harm to native flora and fauna. Oh, shut the fuck up. The number one problem, okay, is like habit destruction, which is called by humans, all right? So unless you're going to control your own species, shut the fuck up. Number 11, go vegan. Okay. All right, and you say that you're vegan often, okay, because there is no way an Asshole, and if they're your ex boyfriend, I guarantee they're an asshole. There is no way when you say I'm a vegan, there is no way an asshole living it, even living in an attic space, can resist saying "but bacon." <laughs> Whenever you say you're vegan, it will work every time, guaranteed. That is my tip to you. That's, That's how you check for sex predators. Yeah, it's like any Australian just saying to them, "Am I ever going to see your face again?" <laughs> no way. Get fucked. Fuck off. Ah, I found one. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Every time. Now, the number one things you remember with demons and exes alike, fear feeds their energy. Mm. So it is important to feel strong, happy, and empowered within your own four walls. That being said, if something feels not right, you have to ask, do you really want to know what's in the walls? Have you ever moved into a house and thought to yourself, you know what? That would be a really great place to install a cupboard. I wonder why they didn't. (laughs) In 2009 in Brisbane, Australia, Mr. – you know what? I'm not even going to acknowledge him by saying his name. I'm going to say Mr. Fucktard. Okay. Mr. Fucktard. Sorry to any fucktards out there (laughs) who might be guilty by association now. 45, returned to Australia from China. He said to discuss the divorce settlement with his wife, Lynn, 13 years his junior. Oh. As he felt she was being too greedy by simply asking to be financially secure after the divorce. Right. What a prick. Yep. The day after returning, he drove to her house. Um, now, I'm not sure if it was because uh, a member of her family then showed up at her house or had, had contacted her, but he told the family member that Lynn had been called away for jury duty and would not be available to be contacted for 20 days. Right. Not possibly because he had strangled her in her own bathroom nice he then set about dismembering her body using a hand saw jesus fucking and Christ. then a circular saw to dice her up in her own ensuite fuck he then threw the pieces into two garbage bags and then popped out to the local hardware store for a sausage <laughs> He booked a flight to China, but not before he purchased eight bags of concrete. Fucking hell. And possibly another sausage. He then returned to Lynn's house and placed the garbage bags containing her dismembered body into a whole cupboard and began to use the concrete to create a false wall and entomb her body. His plan was to fill in the closet and erase its existence, smoothing over the outside of the cupboard and then painting the wall. He was halfway through his DIY project when the police arrived at the house for Lynn and her, after her family had raised the alarm. He was charged with murder and Ling, thankfully, was removed from the wall and given a proper burial. Jesus fucking Christ. And that concludes this chapter 
of Home Alone-ish. Fucking, how are any women still alive? (laughs) Seriously, how are we? It is a miracle. That's fucked up. It is an app. But there, like, there's so many, like, it's such a dumb idea. Like, just because you've, like, put her in the wall, like, that stuff's going to start to... Hasn't he seen Sicario? Like, yeah, yeah, like, that's going to start creating, like, a smell. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I know, like, yeah, okay, you're going to jump on a plane and leave the country. Yeah. But as soon as someone gets a whiff of that, like, I don't... J- Once again, Sydney real estate, people would put up with that. They really would, actually. Yeah. Sydney's a fucking weird town. It needs a wash. <laughs> no, this was Brisbane. Brisbane? Oh, I'm, I, I'm sorry, Brisbane. Yeah. That's that's a very Sydney crime. I know. Well, they're getting very, you know, continental yeah. and exotic. Everyone thinks that South Australia is the weird murder capital. They are. We are. Well, we are. But we yeah. are. There's some, there's some fucking pretty good close second <laughs> VP efforts <laughs> in other cities. We just excel at it here. but I don't know. It's kind of like, I don't know. I, I think it's a bit of a harsh, half-assed effort. You know, like just putting her in a plastic bag. I don't in know, the man. He, he, he clearly got tired halfway through using that hacksaw or whatever he was doing mm. and uh, switched to a circular saw. Mm. So, I mean, amateur hour, really. I know. I think, it's what I think like, you're. Um, I mean, you know, chop up. Wouldn't you just. If you're going to chop up the little bits, why not put it in an esky, rent a boat? Yeah. And, like, just. Chuck it out to sharks. Yeah. Or even, you know, what, what do they say? It's just a bit of uh, chicken wire, some bricks. Mm. Over the side, as your bloat, your body shreds through the chicken wire. Oh, yeah, fishing. I do feel that's very environmentally friendly, though. I think just unnatural yeah. is a bit better for the environment. Yeah, that's the problem I have with Dexter when he when he dumps the bodies in the ocean, and I'm just like, the ocean does not need more plastic, Dexter. <laughs> it's very like environmentally irresponsible, and it just irks me every time I watch it. And I'm like, oh, it's all fun and games until a dolphin chokes. Yeah. So if you're gonna dispose of a body, use a natural fiber mm-hmm. like cotton, mm-hmm. which will break down and can be digested by large marine animals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, make sure to remove uh, any plastic from the person. Mm. Because, you know, mm. we don't want that microplastics turning up in our own diets. Oh. No. Oh. Yeah. 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 And if you're going to, like, you know, like, make sure you cut the underpants so, like, a turtle doesn't get caught up in a leg hole. Yeah. You know, of a pair of bonds. Here's something I learned from my girlfriend who's mm. obsessed with death. Mm. Um, not, not, a, not a warning trigger at n- all. Not at all, no. Not at all. <laughs> but if that, like, because, you know, the, 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 the long-running joke here in South Australia is that, mm. you know, shallow graves get dug because they're lazy. Mm-hmm. Turns out shallow grave is the best one for body decomposition. Oh, really? Because that's where the majority of the biomass is in the soil, the bacteria uh-huh. and the bugs and all that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. Put it down too low, yep. you're essentially, there's no there's nothing down there beyond your own bacteria to, mm-hmm. and it takes a lot longer. So if you really want to get rid of a body quickly, shallow grave. Oh. Well, you, know, you know what the other thing you should do? Shallow grave, but put like a highly endangered plant on it so then oh, no one can dig it up. Orchids around it, yeah. Yeah, no one can. They're like, oh, that's like a protected. Wow, what's plant. this Wallamai pine doing <laughs> on the Wingfield dump? Doesn't matter, protect it, protect <laughs> it. Or like release some like, you know, like 
potted wallaroos or something that's on decline. But like, it's a special site. We've got to fence it off. No one can come I in here. I think the one thing we know about Australia is that sacred sites are not protected. No, but then Rio comes along and blows the body up. No <laughs> one someone will ever say find culture? it. culture? <laughs> Kablam! The Aussie Taliban strikes again. It's a win-win. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. There's, there's a poll we can ask. How would you dispose of a body? It's a very good question. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I'd go back home to Port Pirie mm. uh, and I'd use one of the many creeks and it's a multitude of crabs. Oh. Very hard to navigate. You can get there by canoe. Mm. Uh, you can. There's probably still bodies out there from World War Two. There was a, used to be a World War Two training ground. Okay. And there was quite a few uh, plane accidents out there. Yeah. Quite a few airmen were lost. Well, you know, you know what the absolute number one way is. What's that? Data pig farmer. Data pig farmer. Rats apparently will also do it, but they won't deal with the bones. Oh well. But if you, if you're going to date a pig farmer, you've got to deal with pig shit smell. <sighs> Tinder catfish a pig farmer. <laughs> Bring a peg. <laughs> Yeah, see, this is this is the standards between men and women right there. You're like, oh, it doesn't matter, just put a peg on it. No, no, that is not an acceptable answer. Well, if you can already suppress your gag reflex from like co-opting someone else to help you dispose of a body, surely a little bit of uh, eau de, de pork is not going to really bother you that much. Uh, no, see, that's no. See, I was going to, I t- to be honest, like I find it so much harder not killing people. As a vegan, would you like to feed a butt bacon person to a pig? <laughs> it's the circle of life. <laughs> Can I take the fifth? <laughs> in, in order for this to be admissible, people would need to listen to us, Liz. <laughs> if I can kill them, kill them all. <laughs> oh my God, look, I just say this: like, if we, if the plane goes down, like in the Andes, yeah. I have no problems fucking eating everyone except their poodles. Like when we eventually come out of the mountain, it will just be like me and like all of our exotic pet dogs. I would just eaten everyone else. <laughs> yeah, fair call. Cool. And just fed them to the dogs. Like someone must protect the poodles. <laughs> Those soccer players were pretty lithe as well. Not a great deal of fat on them. You know, well, you know, you know what would kill them? Eh? eh? Keeping warm. <laughs> <laughs> snoo, snoo. <laughs> uh, well, we've just about murdered this one, I reckon. <laughs> but boom. Time to take us and throw us in the ocean. Yeah, it is. Thanks for listening, everyone that has. It's uh, been very interesting. We've got people listening in Tennessee. Oh. You people are fucked up. Ding, 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 ding. No, Tennessee is a lovely, vibrant place. Isn't that the ding, 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 ding? That's, no, it? that's fucking deliverance. Yeah, where's that movie set? Uh, some, some river somewhere. <laughs> I don't fucking know. That could be bloody Port Perry for all you know. I don't know. What's in Tennessee? I don't know. Whiskey. Oh, I t- oh, hello. Yeah. Southern hospitality. Where's Jim Beam from? I love Tennessee. Jim Beam. Oh, you love Jim Beam? I live for Jim Beam. You fucking heathen. What? Get stuff. Jim Beam is just... just Tasty, tasty, tastiness. No, you know what it is? Anyone who doesn't like Jim Beam is because they're too pretentious to admit they just like a good smooth drink. Jim Beam is not a good smooth drink. It is a good smooth drink. It tastes like analingus with cherry flavour. Oh, A, nothing wrong with that. (laughs) It's, oh my God, no, I love it. It's smooth, it's sugary, it's happiness, brings me joy. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, if Jim Beam wants to get on board. 
Hey, I, I will take their sponsorship dollars like a fucking fiend. <laughs> oh my god, did you see when one of their warehouses like caught fire and all those like I think I actually cried. It was just all those beautiful barrels lost. And I was just like, no, rush into the factory. Pull those barrels out. Oh, you don't need your skin. <laughs> but, you know, if you want a good American whiskey, you got to go small batch. I'm sorry, but you do. What's what's small batch? You know, artisan made, not the stuff that's pumped oh out to my God. keep rednecks sterile. You're such a hipster. Yeah, well, fucking, I like good products. I don't even drink and I'm defending small batch um, whiskey. Whatever, we've already discussed. You are like one like heartbeat away from like shitting in a McDonald's cup. Don't don't kombucha me. I'm going to come back for my drinking title one of these days, like Mike Tyson <laughs> training up. What about his past? Oh, he'll still win. You know what? That's why you gave up drinking. Because you didn't drink anything fucking decent. If you were drinking Jim Beam, you'd still be drinking, mate. Because it's a good drink. Yeah. And with that, like us on Facebook and Instagram. Try not to hassle your ex-partners. Don't crawl into people's wall spaces. I, I think that's what we can take from this week. If you're thinking about living into a crawl space, yeah. okay, uh, if it's someone, you know, don't. Yeah. Um, maybe reach out to a service. Yeah. And if you come home and find your Jean-Claude Van Damme DVDs <laughs> and your wedding video on the front lawn, it is over. over. It is. But until next time, thank you so much for tuning in. This is Gavin in the Woods. I'm sorry I intruded on your privacy. I'll be sure to knock next time, okay? <laughs> no! What? <laughs> <laughs> Stop standing in the hallway listening to me doing it, you crazy old bitch. <laughs>